Hi, I'm Jen Storer, slow coach to wise businesswomen. You can find me on Facebook at The Slow Coach Project. All right, let's see where this goes, shall we? <laughs> I did record something yesterday, but I had a really bad headache and and I just didn't want to put what up, put it up. It was all a bit stupid, so um, I didn't record yesterday. But I'm back on board today, and uh, I just went down the street and got some some dip and bickies. <laughs> because it's that time of the day it's getting late in the day and uh, I feel like a snack and my partner is working from home today too so that's what we're going to do and that's really good um, but but before I partake of my afternoon tea I thought I would quickly record something because there's a few things in my brain so this morning we had duck pond office hours which is our monthly coaching call where we get together and chat about certain things and and somebody asked a question that gets asked all the time um, in all the groups that I'm in not just in writing and illustrating but in um, the coaching groups I'm in for business women as well and that is how do you finish something how do you settle on finishing something like um, so I think it's just almost universal well in the circles that I move in this shiny object syndrome as they call it um, the ADHD brain as well um, this we have we're multi-passionate and we have a lot of projects on the go at the same time most of us and finishing is one of the hugest challenges now I've addressed this many times over the years in many different ways, just trying to find different angles, trying to find different ways, trying to analyse myself, how I finish things. Oh, hello, Jack. Jack is the cat next door. We call him the running cat. He runs everywhere, um, even though he's quite chunky. <laughs> he's gone now. Um, uh, yeah, so I've tried to um, look at this from different angles and analyse myself and how I finish things. So a lot of the things that I have finished over the years have been, I've finished them sheerly, um, merely out of fear, like totally out of fear. I've got a deadline, like I've literally got a contract and there's no, I can't wriggle out of it. So fear is a great driver um, and I'm not alone in saying that. I've seen people, you know, like, oh, I can't remember, was it Meg Rossoff? Someone like that or Emma Thompson? It was just someone really really you know a superstar saying the same thing you know like fear is a great driver when you've got people depending on you and you've got uh, you know you've got a deadline imposed on you from outside that can be a great motivator and look there's been times in my career where I've thought would I have ever finished this had I not had a contract had I not had um, external pressure and um I used to wonder about that and it was one of my negative self-talks, you know, was you never finish anything. It's always been one of my favourites to uh, bash myself around with. Despite the fact that I've got 23 published books, I never finish anything. <laughs> and I have to always remind myself that a lot of those books at the start, I did not have a contract for. So what made me finish them? Like... 
if I didn't have a contract, I didn't have interest, I didn't have anything going on, what made me finish them? And so one of the podcasts that I've done over on Girl and Dark on the writing channel is talking about desire and how tending to your desire, questioning your desire, defining your desire can really help you finish a project. So for me in the early days of writing books and whatnot, my desire to finish, my desire to have a published book, my desire to bust out of um, the way that I was living and become a professional author was huge. And I unwittingly tended to that. So I fantasized a lot. You know, I would um, I would read biographies of authors or I would look up stuff online. I would put pictures on my walls. I would accidentally do manifestation visionary board sort of stuff you know mock up covers of my potential books literally photocopy covers from books that I really loved and put my own name on them (laughs) just it was just and it wasn't because I was sort of that aware of um you know the secret and manifestations and stuff like that and I still don't know where I stand on all that stuff but I I do believe that a strong desire will really help you. Now, the other the other area that I had um, success with that was when I joined um, Deb Murtar's um, Switch, which is she's a ketogenic coach and she teaches a ketogenic diet. And well, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And so at the end of 2020, I had put on a whole lot of weight from menopause and from lockdown because I went bonkers on cooking through lockdown and I cooked like so many people and I made so many cakes and I just ate and ate and ate (laughs) and grew and grew like Julia Charles says I'm growing before you and before your very eyes I was expanding and I was super uncomfortable um I couldn't uh, you know, I couldn't sit down properly and I've, I'm really short-waisted so everything went to my tummy and my face and um, I was just, I was pretty miserable. Anyway, I discovered the ketogenic diet and uh, Deb Murtay is, um, uh, you know, co- the coach in that in that group that I joined. So what I did was I joined her challenge that it was a 30-day challenge to drop a dress size and then after that so that was sort of the free that was a lead magnet and I did that and you know I just loved her she had a a call every whenever I think it was every week during the challenge of course it was it was only a 30-day challenge Um, live coaching call and that was all fascinating learning about the history of food and the history of how we've been taught to what we've been taught to believe about food and that sort of stuff and how spurious it is (laughs) And this was a very wake-up call for me. Then I joined her her group for a year. And in that year, I lost 15 kilos just so easily. Like, just went, pfft. it was like letting a balloon down. <laughs> and I was back to my previous size. Um, you know, I was not trying to get back to where I was when I was you know, in my 20s and that when I was a tiny little slip of a girl, you know, size eight. But I went back down to, you know, back down to 10, 12, 
oscillating between that depending on the brand so I lost 15 kilos but one thing I did then in as part of her course was it was almost like a desire sheet so it was the brand it was the mindset part right and that was we had to write I think it was 60 um, I don't know I think it was either 50 or 60 reasons why we wanted to lose weight and you just had to keep pushing yourself you had to really explore your subconscious and get it down on paper why you wanted to lose it and it was fascinating like it was fascinating to do that um, and to see what was ticking on in my brain and, and what was the thing that would um, incentivize me to keep going and one of the biggest things one of the biggest incentives that actually really fueled my desire was I wanted to be <laughs> I wanted to be able to wear jeans and a t-shirt again. I mean, I could obviously still wear jeans and a t-shirt no matter what size I was, but I had this thing in my mind that I just felt really uncomfortable when I was, um, you know, bigger than how I felt <laughs> I should be or I wanted to be. I just felt really weird in jeans and t-shirts. But I'm a real jeans and t-shirt girl. Like I really like simple lines and simple clothing. And um, and so that was, I know that sounds really like a really like, how what a boring goal. But I just wanted to be able to pull on a pair of jeans and a t-shirt in the morning and not feel like, you know, like I was this sort of little beach ball jumping down the road <laughs> with the t-shirt riding up my back. Or, or, you know, the jeans cutting into me, you know, all that discomfort um, that comes when you've got a small frame and you're carrying too much weight. So um, so that was something that came out in the 50 or 60 reasons why I want to lose weight. And it really helped. So what am I getting at here? Basically, I guess that that could be something that you look at in terms of your business, in terms of your course in that you're trying to create, the degree you're trying to get, you know, whatever goal it is that you're, that you're after, that you, you seek, that you're feeling blocked on. Perhaps you could write a little desire sheet and really get clear about why it is you want to achieve that. I know for Girl and Duck, creating Girl and Duck, my desire was on fire. I just really wanted a business I wanted to stand on my own two feet I wanted financial independence I wanted and I wanted a, I wanted a piece of the action as well you know I got around the right people um, I saw what was possible um, and so that helped to counterbalance all the negative self-talk all the self-doubt all the things that would normally hold me back the things that would stop me finishing because my desire was so great to have this to have this business and to achieve this thing and to do this thing so I don't think that we should underestimate tending to our own desire and um, and making that happen for ourselves so in the duck pond this morning you know we had this question about I've got all these things all these projects how do I finish them what do I do and my mind is like <laughs> um the, they were saying um, my mind is like 
a dog it's at one minute it's chasing its tail the next minute it's chasing a car and then it catches the car and doesn't know what to do with it <laughs> sort of this sort of metaphor for ideas and I, I I totally totally get that so we threw around lots of different ideas um but one of them was something that I've used as well to to slow my brain down and to get it to focus. And I, I came across it from some app that there was this ad for this, like a calming meditation app that was on Instagram. And it used to come up in my feed now and then. And it was an animated monkey and it was literally monkey mind. So the monkey, there's a little chair. It's, that's all it is. It's, there's a little stool and a monkey. And the monkey is running around the room and, and going... <laughs> grabbing at everything it's what our brains are like right all the ideas (laughs) and so our job is to talk calmly to the monkey bring the monkey onto the stool sit the monkey down quietly and say we're going to focus we're going to focus here we're going to let go and we're going to sit here quietly and we're going to finish this one thing and then when we've finished that one thing You can get off the stool and you can go and run all around the place if you want to. You can jump off the rafters and and swing from the trees. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do. But right now, we're going to sit on this stool quietly and we're going to complete this thing. Now, in real terms, it helps to set a timer. Absolutely helps to set a timer and put some um, parameters around what you're doing. Focus in 50 just focus in 50 minutes or if that freaks you out focus in 20 you would be surprised by how much you can get done in 20 minutes so so that was one of the things that we explored and of course understanding that there does come a time and you need to to declare what that time is when you do finish something when you do choose when you make a choice of all the projects that you're working on and all the interests that you have and you narrow it down and you choose which one. Usually I choose the easiest, but sometimes you might want to choose the one that's um, got the best payoff, you know, that's, that feels like it's got the best um, chance of having some sort of reward for you. So if you're creating a course, then you need to finish, you know, you need to finish mocking it up. You need to finish planning it. That's the first step. What are you going to teach in the course and how are you going to teach it? And then you're breaking it down. Module one, what am I going to put in that? I'll break that down. It's always about chunking down and it's about chunking down our time and it's about chunking down our choices as well. Getting, getting clear on what it is we want to do. So that's just some random ideas before I have my afternoon tea. Not particularly well formed, but I think... You'll probably be able to take something from that, even if it's just, you know, I want to look good in jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> All right, I am going to talk to you tomorrow again and I um, want to say thank you so much for listening. A couple of you have shared um, this podcast in your stories and stuff and that is, like, I can't tell you how much I love that. That, that is just the kindest, sweetest thing when people do things like that. Um And there you go, that fuels my desire to keep going, to keep making these podcasts and keep chatting to you, um, even though I have no idea where it's all going. All right, I'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. 
Thanks for kicking back with me today. If you want to connect, I'm over on Facebook in the Slow Coach Project, or you can find me on Instagram at Jen E. Storer. That's J-E-N-E-S-T-O-R-E-R. See you there.